You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Welcome back to The Quest, where there is no crying in podcasting. Podcasting. Unless uh, Brian has some bad takes, then I sometimes want to cry. Uh, okay. If you are the one crying, I'm not crying. That's true. There's nothing wrong with crying. There's nothing wrong with it. Showing your emotions. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> as the, the wonderful voice always says, we are the Quest for 100. I am Brian. He is Justin. I am. And we're back for another week. Of the Quest for 100. I felt like you were leading into like a dramatic pause there. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to take it from you. That kind of ended quickly. That music. Oh wow. Didn't realize that. Oh well. <laughs> well, uh, it's episode sixty-six, and we're still, uh, I guess, working through things. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what adds some character to our podcast, yeah. Brian. We're never going to be perfect, and I want to not be perfect. I want to get better. Yeah. I think we're better. We are better. Yeah. Than day one. That's certainly. Yeah. If, we are better. If you ever want to uh, learn how to uh, improve a podcast, go and listen to our episode one and compare it to you know where we are today. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it took us sixty six weeks to do it, but you know we're we're there. We're close. Sixty six <laughs> weeks. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Wow. That is wild. Time. I was actually thinking last night that, you know, I feel like we hit fifty, and we're not very far past fifty. Yeah. <laughs> and, I thought fifty was a long time ago. It's. It's funny that you say that because in my head I feel like fifty was like two weeks ago. Oh, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that says anything about our perceptions on the podcast or not. But it just feels like it was, you know, not that long ago for me. I mean, we're sixteen weeks after our episode fifty. That's that's a long time, in my opinion. Yeah, but it feels like it was. I mean, what was far it? longer? Fifty was that than that? And uh, and. Uh, you know, today we're talking about Tom Hanks. Oh, overall Redenbacher. That was our 50. Yeah. They were celebrating their 50th. Yeah. But today we're talking about Tom Hanks and the the great actor that he is and was. And I guess, you know, director, producer, a lot of other things, mm-hmm. philanthropist. But uh, I, I don't really know why we picked this. I mean, the Oscars was, you know, recently, but not that recent. Yeah. And you know we we did Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and yep. and Tom Hanks obviously played Mr. Rogers in that movie, but he's pretty iconic. I mean, yeah. when you say Tom Hanks, everybody knows who Tom Hanks is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of where it came from. I, I, our first episode we ever did on an actor was Adam Sandler, and it kind of just opened up this idea of you know, how we can hone in on a single person and they have plenty of history. They have all this. And, and Tom Hanks, like you said, is a really well-respected actor, you know, certainly for our era of movie watching and, and film. Uh, he's, he's gotta be up top, um, as one of those top guys. So it just kind of made sense. Then you add in the Oscars and, and, um, the recency of some of his movies, it just made a little bit of sense to throw him in here. Yeah. Yeah, but before we get into Tom Hanks, uh, you know we're we're a weekly podcast. If you if you are new to us and and specifically interested in Tom Hanks, and and we pick some random topics always, and we always start with a little bit of since last time or or what you know we have been up to since the last time we recorded a week ago. So Justin, you know, let our listeners into. A little bit of the life of Justin. Well, my life has been a little frustrating recently. Um, so we we had um, some people over the other day, and this has been happening for a long time. But when you have a lot of people over, it's hard to explain the rules. Our our uh, sink has, is like I call it low pressure because a piece of the sink has broken in Uh-oh. the back. So if you put too much water pressure, it actually will spit out underneath the pedestal sink that we have, and then just water will get everywhere. Uh, so when we have a guest over that doesn't know that, they're like, uh, I think I broke something. And I'm like, no, 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 we just haven't fixed it. So um, my wife and I have um, been in the process of fixing that, and it is a nightmare. I am no plumber, 
and I'm trying my best to figure it out. We've gotten most of it detached, except there's these two the two handles for the sink, and we are trying to get that thing loose. And there's these like old bolts that are huge, and so I ended up I learned I'm learning a lot. I we bought I've I've now bought three basin wrenches. Um, I'm not sure if you know what a basin wrench is. It's like for like tightening a uh, or untightening a screw that's like in an awkward spot. The reason why I bought three was uh, Goldilocks rule. So I bought one that was apparently too small, and then I bought one that was too large, and now I'm buying the third one, which is uh, hopefully just right. It is arriving today as we record, Um, so I'll try to fix that tonight. But um, it's been... It's been like four day, three, four days without. Uh, we only have one bathroom, so like without a sink there. So we're like washing our, our, you know, hands and and brushing our teeth in the kitchen sink, which is a little annoying. But huh. I will return the other basin wrench. I'm not. I'm not becoming a plumber. I'm not keeping all three. Oh, uh, uh, I mean, you could have. I, I I could have. I I Next I'm job. choosing not to. Okay. Um. But yeah. So that's been my frustration. Still not fixed. Maybe I'll have an update for you next week. Yeah. So uh, the the one thing I wanted to update everyone on is is I listened to a little bit of my first podcast that wasn't <laughs> our podcast. Oh my goodness! Sixty six episodes in, and you are now deciding to partake in someone else's podcast. No, I don't even know if I'm partaking in their podcast because I had to skip through for the transcripts to figure out exactly where I wanted to listen. <laughs> so I skipped about the first five minutes. Okay. But uh, it was actually Buzzsprout's podcast. So Buzzsprout, for those of you who don't know and don't listen through Buzzsprout from, from our offerings, uh, they're how we host our podcast. And then obviously that uh, podcasting service distributes it out to you know the apples and the google play and spotify and whatever other areas you might be getting your podcast from so i i was interested because they sent me an email that said you know that their podcast this week was about statistics and how to know if your listener count was actually worth it Mm -hmm. and you know compared to everyone else on buzzsprout yikes (laughs) I'm well, afraid to hear what that means. So I, I, you know, skim, skimmed forward to uh, the part where they started to talk about it and, um, you know, only listened for a few minutes. So I can't say I'm a true <laughs> podcast listener. Sure. But what I gleaned from it is that, um, you know, for Buzzsprout, they were looking at their own analytics. Obviously, yep. there's a lot of other, you know, hosts out there. But they were saying because who their clientele is kind of people like yourself and myself you know mm-hmm. they don't really host any of the big very popular yeah. podcasts that would kind of skew the numbers yeah. so they they thought you know an average person average podcaster you know very average numbers yeah. um and their per- percentile breakdown was that if you uh, got over 25% or 25 listens, you were about their 25th percentile. Huh. If you got to 50, you were about their 50th percentile. I believe it was 75 listens per episode was, I believe, their 90th percentile. Wow. And then I think 95 was 150, and then um, 99 was like 380 or something and yeah. above. Yeah. So – we, I did some math, and we are at 43 listeners per episode. Okay. And so we're just below the 50 yeah. percentile. But surprisingly, yeah. I thought we were going to be much lower. Yeah. Than no, I, I'm the same way. That's why I said, yikes. I was a little afraid to hear that. Yeah. You know, we are a small podcast. You know, we we pay for everything ourselves. We do everything. You know, we're not a business. Uh, we also but, don't promote our ourselves with our own social media yes, and brands and get right. ourselves out there very much. Yep. So it, it we don't do a whole lot of promotion in yeah. less you know us. Yes. So, you know, other than kind of one ad, we haven't really done a whole lot to which, actually. Which is interesting because, you know. I think the one thing that does bode well for us is we will get some of the, some of those random people. I mean, I, I'm the same way. Like if I'm interested in, for instance, Magic the Gathering, you know, I'm going to Google or, or I'm going to go on Google Podcasts and type in Magic the Gathering 
and I will, uh, you know, see what interesting podcasts on that. You know, we have a unique <laughs> platform that allows us to potentially come up in the searches of many different podcasts. And that's that's really how some other people are, are getting on. But but it's really not that many because, to your point, we're not really promoting it. One thing they did suggest is we should tra- be transcribing <laughs> our episodes. Oh. And we're... I don't think ever going to do that. That is insane. But people do transcribe their episodes. There's got to be a there's a there's a service. There's that, services for yeah. it. But it I mean it's still I think it's like 10 cents a minute or something like that. Holy moly, we're not made of money, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. But that, that's how they're showing up. So I mean yeah. Interesting. We've got some weird maybe, ones. Maybe we'll, we'll – let's transcribe one or one, two episodes, two episodes. Yeah. and then see, see if for whatever reason that gets more viewers or listeners. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Maybe, maybe we'll do that. But uh, back to some Tom Hanks. Yes. And we'll dabble in a little bit of news. You're a newsman. I ever tell you otherwise? Punch me in the face. So Tom Hanks, you know, the, the Oscars were, um, you know, not too long, a couple of weeks ago. Um, he actually tossed some shade, which is very uncommon of Tom Hanks, Mr. Friendly Tom, at a selfie museum. Did you hear his speech at the Oscars? No. So talked about this. So he said, we even have a museum museum dedicated to selfies. I don't know why, but Hanks joked. He was pitching the upcoming opening of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science Academy Museum of Motion Pictures. He said, we don't have a film museum, but we have one dedicated to selfies. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because uh, Seattle actually just opened up a museum for selfies. And so there was dialogue about if he was, like, talking about the Seattle. Like, you know, Hmm. he... Maybe he's in tune with what's going on, you know, in in this area. He made them sleep us in Seattle. Maybe the I don't know some weird connections there, but but really, he was kind of saying like society's changing. We have this, but we don't have this. But uh, but yeah. So if you haven't, have you heard of this selfie museum? I have before? not. Yeah. No. So um, I'm not sure the specific location of it. I don't have the address here, but the basically your ticket gets you an hour in this museum. And it's a little bit pricier, but the um, you and your friends can kind of wander around the colorful, inventive sets and take selfies and post them online. So I actually saw pictures of it. It is cool looking, and I can see it being, like, unique for photos. Like, you don't have an opportunity to be in, like, a really colorful ball pit type thing. or like, Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I've seen people take photos oh, you in have. the museum. Okay. Yeah, I haven't – I've seen photos that are like that, and they, maybe that's what inspired some of the, the actual creation of the museum, but but I, I don't – I haven't – I don't know anyone that's actually been there. It's probably a cool place to host an event, um, people taking photos there. But, yeah, so he was he was cracking down on, on, you know, society as a whole with the selfie museum. So he – it was funny. There was a lot of um, – you know, shade kind of thrown back at him from the younger generations with the uh, OK Boomer kind of yeah. um, stuff at him. But uh, but yeah, I think it's funny. I, well, well, I'll, I'm starting with him throwing shade, but really, Tom Hanks is the nicest person in the world. I feel like so. Yep, you, you know. you're the bad guy here because yeah. I am going to talk about the Oscar moment that was cool, and he yep. was a nice guy about. Okay, go for it. So uh, also at the Oscars, when he was walking the red carpet, uh, he selected a military member, an unidentified army sergeant, and got down and did a push-up contest with him. Uh, Nice. Unfortunately, the uh, video that uh, People Magazine released was too short and didn't – I couldn't see how many push-ups he actually did. Oh, okay. But uh, obviously Tom Hanks has, you know, military ties with his – portrayals of Forrest Gump as well as Saving Private Ryan. Um, And actually for his role in that movie, Hanks was inducted as an honorary member of the U.S. Army Rangers Hall of Fame in in 2006. Oh, cool. Yeah. So he's also been uh, involved with volunteering for military nonprofits and has campaigns like Hidden Heroes. 
um, and, you know, just various other things that he's done. But kind of a cool moment to see, you know, Tom Hanks at 63 try to do some push-ups against a a young spry military sergeant. Yeah, that's that's good for him. I he probably could out push up me for sure. Yeah, cool. Well, let's uh, let's not uh, let's not bury it, Brian. Let's let's pull this out and. Oh, yeah, uh, I almost I almost went to dropping knowledge because I, I was you. like I was like oh you you could have dropped some knowledge there that Tom Hanks can out push up mm, you. Yeah, but, but but I stopped it. Yeah, he buried it. you yes. because he buried your lead i don't know i don't know but uh yeah let's uh let's move past that well i've never unburying the lead i've never met tom fanks um big fan of his movies okay seen a good portion of them yeah and uh i mean being born you know 86 is when I was born and yeah. so I was a little young for his kind of introduction to uh, well obviously for his first role but yeah. like you know even his introduction into some of his more major roles mm-hmm. um I I was a little young for for most of those movies so you know Forrest Gump was probably the first one that I really yeah. remember and resonated yep so I would have been about 8 when that was released so okay yeah um you know, I'm pretty pretty similar. I actually I did look. I was curious. You're you're. It's going to be the Toy Story age gap here because I bet Toy Story was probably your first introduction oh. to. It's a good question. It's hard to tell when my first one was. It could have been Toy Story, but even well, Toy Story was '95, I think. So I've been five. That would have been a perfect time to start seeing Toy Story and get into it. I'm. I know I saw it. You know, within the first year or a couple of years. So it probably was that. But I remember very vividly Forrest Gump. Um, you know, that must have been a little bit, you know, I probably watched it in later, you know, it's close to my teenage years. I remember watching Big, uh, but that was maybe a little bit later. So I, I, I but I did do a, a count um, to the best of my knowledge of how many movies that I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. Um, usually he's starring in them, but um, I counted 21 of his movies. Um, that I've seen. Wow. Yeah. Um, which hmm. is kind of shocking, but he is just in so many good movies. And I, I just have... I mean, I, are you counting all of the Toy Stories? I am counting the Toy Stories, so that's four. But but even still, like, there's there's a lot of movies that, you know, there's there's a lot of actors that I you, you, know, you don't know if they're in a movie or sometimes, you know. But, like, Tom Hanks, you know, because he's almost always the lead at this point in his career. And he's had some good ones too recently. I'm just counting. Okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. 14, I'm, 14 15. 16, I had to do this earlier where I was just curious. I didn't I was shocked 18. that I'd seen that many. Yeah, I'm gonna be up there. Nineteen. Uh I know I didn't count uh twenty, twenty one, twenty two, uh twenty three. Yeah, I'm well yeah. I'm up there. Yeah. So because so I, I, th- I don't even think I counted. I was just going through the list real quick. Of, yeah. Uh, on well, Google, but well, I think just to to kind of you know formalize it, I guess is you know we both have a lot of respect for him. We enjoy his movies. He kind of fits. He he balances that line for me at least. He balances that line of serious actor and comedic actor. Like he can play. Yeah. You know both roles and even both at once. Yeah. Um And so I think he's just. He is a powerhouse of an actor, and I'm glad we're talking about him. Yeah. All right. Well, let's drop some knowledge. As we normally do, I am the history guy, and Justin is the stats guy. So let's go through some Tom Hanks history. So on July 9th, 1956, Thomas Jeffrey Hanks was born in Concord, California. Sorry. Uh, sure. <laughs> I yeah. wonder if anyone called him TJ. Uh, doubtful. Okay. Concord, California. His mother, Jeanette Marilyn, and Amos Medford Hank, Hanks. Uh, his mother was a Portuguese hospital worker, and his father was an English cook. He had three siblings, Sandra, Larry, and Jim. Okay. Uh, by the age of 10, he had actually lived in 10 different houses, moving around a lot. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, when he was young, he was actually unpopular with most students and teachers. He actually told Rolling Stones later, quote, I was a geek, a spaz. I was horribly, painfully, terribly shy. At the same time, I was the guy you, uh, who'd yell out funny captions during film strips, but I didn't get into trouble. I was always a good kid and pretty responsible. Huh. So when he was young, he actually sold popcorn and peanuts as a teenager at the Oakland Coliseum. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Hanks attended theater at uh, Chabot College in Haywood, California. I've never heard of that. But uh, then he transferred to uh, California State University, Sacramento. Some people okay. call it Sac- Sacramento State. Okay. Uh, he, he then uh, interned with the Great Lakes Theater Festival in Cleveland. Uh, And the internship actually lasted a full three years, so he ended up dropping out of college and never actually finishing college. Oh, wow. Yeah. In 1978, he married actress Samantha Lewis, and in 1979, uh, Hanks moved to New York City. He made his film debut in the low-budget slasher film He Knows You're Alone. Never heard of it. Same. Uh, in 1981, he got a role on ABC's show Bosom Buddies. Okay. So apparently this show, uh, he played a young advertising man who was forced to dress as a wo- woman so he could live in an inexpensive all-female hotel. <laughs> so this okay. this show lasted two seasons. Uh, in 1982, he made a guest appearance in- <gasps> Wait. Ha- Wait, real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you said this, but I, I was curious who Les- Samantha Luz was. Yeah. And I'm just seeing that she's known for Bosom Buddies yeah. as the waitress. Okay. I don't know. No, that's what I'm just saying. So she's they they played in, in the same movie. Is that what you were saying? The, yeah, they were married. Well, yeah, but they're actually in the same movie or the uh, same oh, show. I, I, yeah. I didn't know. Okay. I wasn't sure if I wasn't listening to you, but yeah, no, they no, no. they that show you just told me about is what she's also known for so i'm curious if that's where you know they were married no and they were they, married before that okay but then they start in the show correct you know, together which correct. is cool yeah well i don't know that her being known as or or being known for bosom yeah. buddies is a good thing if oh, we don't even yeah, know what bosom buddies is that's true yeah. i barely know who she is yeah so 1982 he made a guest appearance in happy days as a disgruntled former classmate of the Fonz. Okay. And this was what actually started his connection with Ron Howard. So we'll see, you mm-hmm. know, later in his career, he stars in a number of films that Ron Howard is the director for. So uh, in, in 1984, uh, and mind you, all throughout this, he is starring in things that I have never heard of. So a lot of these things I left off the list. Okay. But uh, 1984 was when he first, you know, worked with Ron Howard and he got the lead role f- in the movie Splash. Yep. Uh, and it actually was a surprise and grossed over $69 million, which it was not expecting to be a very big hit at the box office. Yeah. Never seen it. I have not either. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, a, a bigger film in his, you know, or iconic film, I guess, in his register list sure i don't know i saw i it kept coming up in my searches i i'm sure someone who grew up in the 80s is like first big one his first big one so shortly after that he divorced uh samantha and then he was actually uh, ended up marrying rita wilson he worked with rita wilson on bosom buddies oh that's funny so now his former wife and his current or newer wife uh, met from the same show. Yeah. Cool. Or maybe not met, not, not met from, but they were but all, all the working show. on the same yeah. show. So in 1988, Big was his first nominee uh, or nomination for the Academy Award for Best Actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1989, he starred in Turner and Hooch. And that was actually his only financially successful movie in 1989 or 1990. The rest of them were all flops. Oh, really? In that time period. Big. Well, oh, in that time period. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I was going to say, if Big was no, a no, flop. No, 80, okay. 88 was Big. Got, got so, it. So, 
89 and in 90 he kind of had some flops yeah uh he was starring in, in like two or three films yeah each of those yeah, years so. pretty big in 1992 he starred in a league of their own and for this he actually gained 30 pounds and reportedly he gained them thanks quote unquote thanks to a nearby ice cream shop interesting mm-hmm well, I guess you got to do it some way. I, I always – it's funny – well, I say this very loosely. I have no idea. Um, it's got to be so hard to lose weight for a role, um, but gaining weight sounds like fun. <laughs> like, like he's just talking about, yeah, I just went to get ice cream every day. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. So then in, in 1993, you know, some ties here. He w- starred in Sleepless in Seattle. Yes. But then also Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we yeah. have some uh, we have the Philadelphia Seattle yeah. connection again. Yeah. Uh for his his role in Philadelphia and I don't know if you're familiar with the movie. Nope. Um he he plays a a gay uh, teacher I believe. So yeah. I know uh, it's like a around a court case or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? so he um he's become sick and so uh he actually lost 35 pounds and he thinned his hairline hmm. for the the um movie yeah um he ended up winning an academy award for best actor for his role in philadelphia Mm -hmm. and then he followed that up in 1994 with forrest gump and so he won back-to-back best actor awards in 1993 and 1994 and he became only the second actor to have accomplished that feat Hmm. so the only other actor to do that was spencer tracy um, he he did that in uh, 1937 and 1938. Interestingly enough, they were actually the exact same ages when they won those consecutive awards. So they were both 37 when they won the first one and 38 when they won the f- their second one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And this is where you begin the run of, of Tom Hanks, which because <laughs> like in 1995, he was starred in Apollo 13. Yep. And Toy Story. He was also asked to play the title role of Jerry Maguire. So can you imagine him and Jerry Maguire? No. How different that would be? No, I can't. Yeah. In 1996, Hanks made his directing debut with That You Can Do. And I have That Thing You Do. Oh, sorry. That. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, uh, what? That Thing You Do. Yes. I have not seen that one. I have. Okay. And uh, Hanks also executive produced and co-wrote and co-directed the HBO docudrama From the Earth to the Moon. And this actually cost uh, $68 million, which was, you know, unheard of at that time for, you know, a TV miniseries. Hmm. In in 1998, uh, he teamed up with Steven Spielberg for Saving Private Ryan. Yep. Uh, he also starred in You've Got Mail, um, which was actually a remake of The Shop Around the Corner, which I didn't know was a, a remake. Oh. I'd never heard of Shop Around the Corner, but yeah. apparently that was an original screenplay. So, yeah. And then 1999, we had Green Mile and Toy Story 2. In 2000, he helped direct and produce uh, the HBO miniseries Band of Brothers, Hmm. An interesting thing around this, you know, little mini series, he actually dislocated his shoulder when he fell through a rotting floor in a building in Germany uh, while he was shooting on location oh, with Steven geez. Spielberg. That's that's pretty rough. Yeah. That was a pretty popular show I felt like when mm-hmm. it was on. I didn't watch it, but I yeah. I remember it being pretty big. Yeah. He also uh in 2001 was uh a part of Catch Me If You Can. Mm-hmm. Uh and Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, produced the uh, movie My Big Fre- Fat Greek Wedding. Which they I produced had that? no idea. Wow. Yes. The tie is that uh, Rita Wilson is, is Greek, has some Greek background to her. Okay. So I, I believe that's a, a little bit. And, and actually, Greece comes in a, um, in a little later. Hmm. Um and so we'll, we'll touch on that. But in 2002, he became the youngest ever recipient of the American Film Institute's Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, and then in 2004, we saw him appear in Lady Killers, Terminal, and The Polar Express as the voice. 
of the conductor. Okay. 2006, The Da Vinci Code, um, which I'm a big fan of. And then in 2007, he worked with the famous Ken Burns uh, mm-hmm. on The War as as the voice of the documentary. Oh, okay. 2008, he produced the musical Mamma Mia. Huh. I I didn't know that. Yeah. That's another shocker. Yeah. But I'm trying to remember I'm the picture, the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if he was in Mamma Mia, like as a smaller role. I remember Pierce Brosnan's yes. in it. Maybe he's not. That's why he's I, like that's that's shocking to me. I didn't know he was that involved with filmmaking. Yeah. I I I mean, not that I am like I know every moment of that movie, but I don't remember him appearing in that movie. So yeah, that that's where I'm, I yeah stand on that. In 2009, he appeared in uh, Angels and Demons, which was the follow up to The Da Vinci Code. You know the Dan Brown books, and he would actually receive the highest salary ever for an actor for that role. Ever? Yeah. Well, in at two thousand in two thousand nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Two thousand ten, we saw Two Story Story Three, Eleven, Larry Crown, and then Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. And I'd never heard of that one. Nope. Two thousand thirteen, uh, Captain Phillips. And Saving Mr. Banks. And then in 2014, he received the Kennedy Center Honors Medallion. And also in, uh, another award he received was in 2016 when he received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. As we kind of get closer, he's, you know, um, kind of winding down, I guess, the most intense part of his career. So in, in 2016, he also starred as airline captain Chelsea Sullenberger in Sully and then he also was in Inferno which was again another follow up to the uh, Dan Brown books again easy way to see a lot of Tom Hanks movies yeah Uh, and then 2019 we had Toy Story 4 and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood which was actually his first nomination as a best supporting actor for Mm. Which, yeah, because he was a secondary actor in that. The the lead actor, like, because you follow the story of yeah. the, of the troubled Trent. man. Um, I forget his name, but interesting. Yeah, because yeah. He, that's what I was saying. Like, when you see Tom Hanks, unless he's with a group of big actors, he's typically the lead. Yeah, you know, especially in the last twenty years. So it, you know, that he. But interesting enough, you know. He, he's on the cover of every one of those movie posters, but it's not really about him. He's just kind of a secondary character. Yeah. And, and then prominent one. The last little bit of information that I have is from December 27th, 2019, the president of Greece actually assigned official papers to make Tom Hanks a Greek citizen. Oh, again, going back to the relationship with Rita yep. Wilson, I yeah. think. Yeah. But, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that's his his life in a nutshell. Okay, that'd be like the uh, Cliff Notes version of his autobiography. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll jump into uh, a quick quick set of stats for y'all. Um, so Tom has appeared in uh, at least documented ninety one film or sorry seventy one films. Um, there's there's some smaller early roles that you, know, you talked a little bit about, but you know, little cameos and, and certain things. But um, but in essence, it, it's been about 71 films. That doesn't include the the TV shows. Interesting enough that you know I, I brought this up in a lot of my stats. Uh, you know, I use a site uh, called Ranker that usually basically it takes polls of of fans of um, not even fans, just general people about different topics that they're passionate about. And according to Ranker, where they got 202 million votes, or sorry, 2.2 million votes, Tom Hanks is the fan favorite ranking number one as the best actor in film history. Wow. Yeah. 
So uh, the, to follow up or, or close behind him, I guess you could say, not that close. There was like 10,000 votes less for some of these other guys. But Al Pacino was number two. Robert De Niro was three. Marlon Brando was four. And Jack Nicholson was five. Um, a lot of gangster type actors, you know, there. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what? To be honest, with there's not too many films where you're like, oh, man, that is a bad Tom Hanks film. Yeah. But all of those guys, you can say, oh, man, that was a bad film that mm-hmm. XYZ was yes. in. Yes. Yeah. And I, there's something... There's something about Tom Hanks that has him transcend his films. And, again, I think it's this balance of comedy and, and you know, serious, you know, father figure almost at this point in his life. But, you know, he just – I don't know. Like, you almost want to spend time with him. Like, he's – it's – it's more than just watching him on film. So, so real quick, sorry. I, I had to find out if he was actually in Mamma Mia, so he's not in Mamma okay. Mia. Okay. One other fact that I did just find, Evan Almighty, do you remember that yeah. movie? Uh, he was actually a producer on that movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I'm just going through the list of things that he was the producer on and and where the wild things are. Yeah. Obviously, the ones that he was a producer on and not. A um, um, you know member of the cast too, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Evan Almighty, that's that's kind of a shocker. My big fat Greek wedding, my big fat Greek wedding too, obviously, yeah, as well. And then um, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, are, yeah. are kind of the big. Shockers. Yeah, I mean that's again we see him on film, but we don't like I know I didn't know that he was. Sometimes you'll he'll be a part of I think films that he's in. Um, I think that's a pretty relatively common thing for a big actor to have some say into how it's produced or directed yeah. but but you know it's it's kind of cool that he had some prominent roles in in running the show and wasn't in those films but yeah so uh back to some stats so in terms of net worth he um is set at 350 million as his network which makes him the 15th richest actor in the world hmm the our other friend uh who we did one on was also on this list adam sandler as the number five guy so sad it it i think that was one of those moments when i i and i i love adam sandler like i'm a big fan but uh but that doesn't seem right yeah i mean but i get it but it's i'd be interested to break that down per appearance in a film too yeah and and i did see um, and I was trying to find like a couple sources to to prove it correct, but I was seeing saw a number around uh, forty million per movie yeah. that Tom Hanks is in. On average, that obviously will change over the course of his career, but but around forty million for each one of those. And uh, whereas Adam Sandler is probably making less than that, but he pushes. We talked about this before. He pushes out so many movies that um, you know it just. At a certain point, he just start making raking in the dough. But it, Adam Sandler is at four hundred twenty million, so about seventy million more. Anyway, so uh, his films have actually grossed more than five billion in the U.S. and Canadian box offices, and more than ten billion worldwide, making him the fifth highest grossing actor in America. I mean, you know, the movies that he puts. This is where he really can command a higher paycheck or salary because he can be like well my movies you put me in a movie it's it's going to be gold so some of the um, highest rated movies there's actually um, eight of them that you know this you can go to a bunch of different sources but on um, Rotten Tomatoes uh, there's actually eight movies that have 100% on Rotten Tomatoes as fresh and uh, Toy Story 1 and 2 uh, are amongst those. The hmm. couple other ones on the 100% were kind of more obscure ones I didn't know. And his lowest is um, his 2009 movie, My Life in Ruins, which is a 9%. But there really wasn't a lot of low-end movies. Like you said, Like there's, it's mostly home runs, yeah. and especially if he's the lead. And then there's a couple like, meh, like the Da Vinci stuff was 
Oh, know, you don't like those? Well, I enjoyed the first one, um, and then the, after that, it was like a little less. I don't know. As soon as he's slicking his hair back, and it just felt I don't know, weird. Um, it's like a better, better National Treasure. Wrong. <laughs> I love. I I enjoy this the premise of Da Vinci Code, but National Treasure is. Gr- Great. No. Yes. No. I, I'm not in the minority with that. National no. Treasure is a great movie. No. It's fun. You can't you can't say that National Treasure has a series, right? How, what do you mean? Oh yeah. Well, yes. It is very similar to it. Okay, well then let's just compare National Treasure the first one versus Da Vinci Code the first one. Yeah. National Treasure still wins out. No. Easy. No. It's a oh, you are no so wrong. You're so wrong. Oh, my gosh. It's like an adventure. Every time you go to a historic location, you have to, like, ooh, like, is there some secret thing here? And, like, oh, if you move this thing, you can go. Oh, it was a blast. That was a fun movie. Yeah. You're going to go to Mount Rushmore and find a little I don't know. spot to put your hand and open Maybe. up the the floodgates. I and, like the idea of yeah. that, Brian. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's not sure. that different from your Da Vinci Code. Okay, um, what are the what are those uh, what are those people called? Oh man, that they believe in Illuminati. Consp- Illuminati. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They're real. Well, yeah, but I mean they're real, but what they believe in, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Oh, do we just learn something about you, Brian? Brian is the Illuminati. Anyway. I can either confirm nor deny. <laughs> sure. Um, a couple other quick ones. So Tom was actually nominated 42 times and has won 16 awards, including Best Actors Awards for uh, within – so two within the Academy Awards for Philadelphia and Forrest Gump, back-to-back years, which you mentioned, Brian. Yep. And four Golden Globes for Big, Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, and Castaway. Okay. Um, so, like, some pretty big ones. The big Golden Globe uh, Best Actor was for Musical or Comedy. And then you had uh, Forrest Gump and Castaway and Philadelphia, which you know were what? dramas. I feel like a fraud. I didn't even mention Castaway in my list of movies. Oh. In Timeline. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just so many of them. There's, there's a lot of really prominent. I mean, did you... Uh, now say Apollo thirteen like yeah I did oh okay yeah yeah but Castaway yeah, Castaway is pretty prominent I mean for, especially for our and he's the only generation. one well yeah <laughs> there's a couple characters in the beginning and the end <laughs> and some yeah but some I mean items yeah that's, that's the yeah. only one but that was yeah but that was a, a pretty big one obviously he won uh, best I mean, actor I, for that I'm gonna blame Y2K on that one because it came in in 2000 so sure yeah. I'll just blame the glitch in the computer. Okay. And the last one was just that Tom Hanks became the seventh person to host their fifth episode of SNL. Now, this sounds weird. Why would it be like the seventh person? But um, the interesting thing was that he actually originated, him and the writers, the five-timer club. So on December 8th in 1990, um, he actually acknowledged during his opening monologue that they're creating a five-timer club. And so we've talked about that in a little bit in the SNL. And, you know, there had been people who were a part of it or, or not a part of it, but like had done five times and then it became a thing. And now it's, you know, a part of their culture. You know, you get a jacket when you, you first do it. But, uh, but yeah, so. Episode ha- 61, if you want to go back and listen yes. to this yep. SNL episode. Yeah, exactly. And, but yeah, so he's currently actually number five all time with uh, nine hosting gigs wow. uh, for SNL. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was it. All right. Well, uh, let's jump into some friendship tests because we've already had some banter. We just become best friends. Yep. All right, Brian. You know, the ranker says that he is the fan favorite, but do you think he is the best actor? Okay. For our time, time in our, like the modern area. Yes. Yeah. Ever, ever. That's hard yeah. to give him that, just because I think it's just a it's it's kind of a different beast now than it was uh, back in the day, you know, with the help of you know 
cinematics and and effects and all of that type of stuff there's less priority on the actual acting ability and a little bit more in each film on you know the design and the sound and Mm -hmm. you just didn't have that 50 years ago when you had the jimmy stewart's and the marlon brando's and yeah you know those kind of iconic Peck. yeah like there's names yep yeah so it, it, it's hard to say it's it's hard to say that he's the best because then that's saying that he's better th- a, a, as an actor than those other guys it, it's kind of like the yeah. sports conundrum of like who's better yep. michael, you know, versus michael lebron, LeBron. Yeah. and and well if they were to play each other you know i would think lebron would be better because he's just a physical beast but mm-hmm. like if you were to compare tom hanks's movies to you know a marlon brando movie well it it doesn't match up so but yeah. that doesn't mean that marlon uh is a worse actor than tom is yeah i think you said it perfectly i if you asked me just on the street and said who is the best actor of all time and not necessarily my favorite but who is the best i if someone said Tom Hanks, I would have the hardest time proving them wrong. I think that Tom, you know, he's he's been around now for, you know, a couple decades. He's had multiple, you know, dozens of prominent roles in movies, that hit roles, you know, iconic roles. He is a powerhouse, but it's so hard to compare against some of these older guys, um, you know, that we didn't necessarily live through. It's pretty tough. I I you know how do you, how do you compare him to Charlie Chaplin right like he can't yeah. like he's like a totally different yeah. type of actor too yeah. like that's one didn't act or didn't speak. speak and you know but you know I I think uh, I I feel comfortable with him being at the top mainly because it's hard to prove him not to be yeah but um, I don't know would you would you say he's one of your favorite actors. Do you have a favorite uh, actor? I don't know if I have a favorite actor. I don't know because I can't say he's my favorite because it's not like I'm going. I have to go see his movies when they come out. Sure, yeah. And that's where I feel like you have to be if you have. That's your favorite actor. Yeah, that's fair. I think for me, I would. I uh, the first person that came to my mind was uh, was Leonardo DiCaprio as my favorite actor. Uh, hmm. and suspect. Ah, uh, well, I don't know. Like he's a really impressive actor, and he has some like really good roles. Um, and I'll touch on one of one of them later on. But he actually, I was curious. He's he's ranked number twenty five of all time, of all actors ever. He's he's ranked number twenty five. So I'd give him top twenty five. Yeah, that's pretty good. There's a lot of uh, you know a lot of older um, actors in the top twenty five. So I'm glad Charlie Chaplin actually was number nine. Um, if you're curious, Jimmy Stewart was number six. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's, there's some love for some of the older guys, but, but Tom just kind of went, and I I think because he transcends generations too, like we look at him maybe as a father figure kind of like uh, older role in a lot of the stuff we see him in, but then other people are like, Oh, I grew up with him. You know, like he's, you know, my, and he's in his sixties now. So yeah. Interesting. All right. What's your, what's your favorite movie? Okay, so this one is really tough. Uh, I think I know what my favorite is, but then I'm going to list uh, three others that are in my top four, I guess you could say, yep. that are really close in proximity. Uh, I'll go backwards. So my number four is The Green Mile. Okay. Uh, just really enjoyed that movie, the premise of it. Uh, just It was a cool movie. Number three is actually That Thing You Do, which was funny because you didn't even know what that was. Nope. But I that was just a fun movie, um, you know, about a band um, that just was well done. Number two was Forrest Gump, and number one was Catch Me If You Can. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Is it because Leo's in it? That was going to be my wrenching of Leo. It's not because of Leo. It it really isn't. It's the two of them together. I love that movie. Like easily. I would say Catch Me If You Can has got to be in my top five movies of all time. And I and I don't really? think about it that often. Like Departed is my number one, The Departed. But 
Catch Me If You Can has got to be in the top five for me. I'll, I'll have to think about it someday and actually like rank them all out, but it's up there. It's just a fun movie. You just loved Leo. That That's really what it comes down to. Well, you love Leo. I can't believe we've... I mean, two of my top five at least have Leo in them. Right. Um, maybe we'll do an episode on Leo. Yeah. You had to be a love fest from that side <laughs> of the table. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, this is this is really a tough one. I struggle with the fact that you, you didn't even list Saving Private Ryan. Great movie. But maybe would have been number five. But it's been a long time since I've seen it. So I couldn't put it up there. I mean, it's like always on TBS. Well, I don't have cable, right? <laughs> but I yeah, I do remember it always being on TBS. It is always on TBS. <laughs> Forever on TBS. Yeah. So interesting note, Catch Me If You Can was one of the movies. I think we've talked about it. I used to play movies when I was going yes. to bed. Yes. Uh, that was one of that them? That was one of the movies that was on repeat when I was That one? Bed. And what was the Adam Sandler one? Uh, Big Daddy. Big Daddy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, from an acting perspective – he is really good in A League of Their Own. Okay. I think he's really good in that. He's really good in Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy Apollo 13. It, it uh, Good movie, yeah. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan, also very good. Yep. I, I enjoyed The Da Vinci Codes better than... I did enjoy The Da Vinci Code. I'm not telling saying you did. I'm just saying that... Your that National Treasure was better. Yeah, I don't think you so. Know. I mean, you're comparing Nick Cage to. Tom I'm Hanks. not comparing Nick Cage to Tom Hanks. Well, I'm comparing I mean, the movies. Essentially, they're the same movies. They're similar movies. That is just more fun. Did you read the books, the Dan Brown books? I read the first one. Did you read or did you listen to? Oh on my audio? gosh, it's the same thing, right? <laughs> Listener and X and I had this discussion no, it's recently. It's the same thing. And I hope he makes it to this point in the podcast because it is not the same thing. We are both consuming Anyways, literature. I think I'm going to have to go with Forrest Gump because okay. of the, I mean, the sports element, the kind of historical yep. look at everything. Yeah. Uh, I, I just really enjoyed that movie. So I think I'm going to have to go with that one as my favorite. It it. It's a close second for me. I, the Forrest Gump is an amazing movie. There's there are almost like mini movies in inside it, and yeah. you're just kind of following yeah. this. Uh, I I always like there's a special place in my heart for it. My uh, my grand- but you just love love Leo better. Well, Leo pushes it over the top. Well, no, it's not because of Leo. It's just a premise. It's it, like it, the fun adventure of of Catch Me If You Can. Like, is he going to get him? Is he not? Like, is it- Tom Hanks made that movie. Leo. Leo was a part of it. Tom uh, Hanks, I think Tom Hanks, I love Leo, but Tom Hanks made that movie. It may feel like a more prominent role for Leo, but it's about this, he's outsmarting him. Like, that's the whole movie is that he's outsmarting him, but it's all until this one point when he's going to get him. And it's it's actual, like, just basically a, a real-life story. Yeah. And, and so, like, it's not, like, great acting. What that? doesn't it is great acting it's it's it, no just you, because you're doing a real life story doesn't mean you, you can't doesn't mean the, no that's like no that doesn't make any sense that's right. like writing a book and then be like oh the character was already written it's just about. not even in my top five let's just say that well you need to you, maybe if you didn't fall asleep to these movies all the time you would actually enjoy them but instead you've put them into your death box where you just don't like, like terminal the i like terminal better than then I catch me if you I can. I saw Terminal. It's the one where he's stuck in the terminal and and uh, he finds love in the terminal. Is that a rom com? Uh, kind. I think uh, Renee Zellweger is in it. Yeah. During his rom com like moment of his. Catherine Zeta Jones. Sorry. Got Maybe. it. Uh, yeah. Fun fact. Uh, side note. I don't believe I have ever seen Sleepless in Seattle. Mm. Is have it you seen, good? Have you seen You've Got Mail? I'm pretty sure I've seen You Got Mail, but I do not remember it. That was a long time ago. You need to go see these movies. I, I do want to see them again. That, that's what happened with this episode or um, recording. I was just like, oh, I want to watch that. Oh, I want to see that again. And even like Apollo 13, like I remember liking the movie, but I, I don't remember much about it. I just um, don't think he played – I mean, he plays a significant role in it, but 
He's, he's just one of many. He's one of many in yeah. that. So that's where I'm kind of going with my well, here's favorite Tom like, movie. You didn't, you didn't put Castaway in that category either. Oh, I think it's a horrible movie. But but you just talked about like how someone has to like, own the acting and like, this totally original thing and doesn't have to rely on other people, and you didn't like it's him in that? It's a boring movie. It's about survival. By yourself on an island – now there's like there's it, it, it adds it adds emotion to inanimate objects like it's no no disagree if you moving on do you not get emotional one, when Wilson dies Wilson was never alive oh my gosh you have no heart Wilson was never alive you <laughs> never alive right, we're done we're done with that yeah is it my turn to ask you a question I'm just mad at you now uh, I mean um, if you want to ask fine I will um, okay so what is well, I know one's out of this. What's the best line from Tom Hanks in one of his movies? And I could have chosen a, a fair amount here. There's there's some prominent quotes from him, but I think there's some like one-liners that are very quotable. Yeah. So the, the options here are uh, life is like or was like a box of chocolates. Yep. There, there's no crying in baseball. Yep, two great ones. Reach for the sky. No. Oh, uh, reach yeah. for the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Sorry. For some reason, I, I immediately, like, I kind of had a little PTSD from our previous discussion about the uh, Catch Me If You Can because yeah. there's a, you know, he's flying in the sky. Oh. And so I was like, no way he picked a, a quote from that <laughs> no. movie. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he had a prominent quote there. I mean. Um, but, yeah, and then the last one is. Frank Abagnale something. Frank Abagnale. Oh, that's, that's a good pull. The last one is, of course, Wilson. Yeah, it's no contest. It's life is like a box of chocolates because you never know what you're going to get. And, yep. I mean, y- there are so many quotes in that movie Yeah, that you could have pulled. I mean. Oh, yeah. And, um, and just so much good stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, uh, like I know that there's other quotes that I will say. What is it? Stupid is as stupid does, yeah. or yeah. And then there's shrimp gumbo, shrimp, yeah, and and boiled gumbo, yeah. boiled shrimp, and yeah. I mean uh, that's not Tom Hanks. But. No, but you know from the movie. Um, so, okay, so you're going with the hard, you know, life's like a box of chocolates. Yeah, it's great, great yeah. motto to live by. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to to do that. Um, I, I also another one I was thinking of putting in here instead of. Uh, reach for the sky was uh, there's a snake in my boot. Um, you know, so that was like I couldn't decide which one was more prominent in that movie. Both of them. Yeah, I'd say good. I'd say it's snake in my boot. Snake in the boot. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what he says when. Yeah, right, there's it, a snake. It's one of the pull string yeah. quotes that he has. Same with reach for the sky. But uh, I'm trying to think of what I use the most, and I think I use there's no crying in baseball the most. And I may adapt it uh, to whatever sport I may be playing. You tell people that they shouldn't be crying. Well, you know, it just sometimes comes up. I don't. They're not. <laughs> they brutal. may not be. They, they're not crying. But there's sometimes it comes. I just feel like of all of these lines, which are very prominent lines, I think that one is one that comes up. It's a close. It's a close uh, second with the the box of chocolates. But I think the no crying in baseball for whatever reason is is sitting with me a little bit stronger you know and you can yell it at people so that's fun hmm (laughs) I don't know okay well if you had to choose to spend a day with someone between Bill Murray Tom Hanks and Michael Keaton yeah these were kind of a weird choice I put these in I wanted to find a balance of people who both have played you know some serious roles but then have you know, a comedic side to them. You know, do you have, and you can, you can throw in another one if you're, if you're passionate no, I'm about going, it. But, I'm on the three you okay, gave. You, right. gave yeah, you gave three. So I'll, okay. I'll, I'll select from three. I'm going Bill Murray. Easy. No questions about it. Cause he plays golf. That's all I got. Oh, how do you know Tom doesn't play golf? Well, Bill Murray always plays in, in the Pebble Beach program, which just happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And he's always comedic. Yeah, on the golf course. So it'd be fun to play with him. So I think. I, I think I would have fun with any of these three. I'm 
brown noser. You're just uh, waiting <laughs> for one of them to pick up the podcast <laughs> and and get to hang out with one of them. I love you. I like love you, Michael Keaton. Yeah, except for except for I'd rather hang out with someone with else. Leonardo. Leonardo. That's true. DiCaprio. See, here's the thing, and there's like Leo to me. I love him as an actor, but I don't want to hang out with Leo. Like, I don't think that would be fun. He he's kind of like too cool for school kind of thing, and and these guys to me seem a little bit more down to earth. Michael Keaton is a little bit abstract in this scenario. Um, to me, I think I'd go with Bill Murray too. I just think it would be a lot of fun. And whether we play, I think if we're not, I might play golf with him. That'd be fun. But um, but maybe we'll just play pranks on people, and that'll be fun too. I just feel like he's a good prankster. Like he'll just do fun stuff. But but Tom Hanks, I, I don't want to sell this short. Like I would love to sit down for. Uh, you know, lunch or dinner with Tom Hanks. I feel like I, there's so much wisdom in him and he'd be like a, he's funny too. Like, I don't know. Surprisingly funny. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, we spent a lot of time talking about Tom Hanks. So let's get into some delusional thinking. You really are crazy. All right, Brian. So you have two options as per usual. You can either scream Every scream Wilson at the top of your lungs every time you see a football. Okay. Or talk like Forrest Gump for five minutes every time someone mentions chocolate. Okay. And with uh, the Tom or the Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. now, do I have to say his quotes when I talk or just nope. talk like him? You gotta talk like him. It's it's probably recommended if you would throw in a quote there to so that people understand why you're doing it. Yeah, like but, uh, stupid is stupid does because yeah. uh, Justin came up with this this uh, <laughs> question. Sure, I guess that would apply. I, it, it's a unique accent. It's like uh, that southern, you know, kind of accent. I don't want to like butcher it, but uh, yeah. I think because I'm not a fan of Castaway. Okay. I'm I'm going to go with uh talking like Forrest Gump anytime someone mentions chocolate. Yeah. Cuz it's only 5 minutes. Yeah, I think that you know both of us are are football fans. I I would presume that if you watch it on TV, you would uh Why are we doing football by the way? I guess it could be a volleyball, but you don't see volleyballs that often. Like I chose football just because it's like a more prominent ball that you see more often. Uh, but like you could go volleyball. We would, I mean, for me, that would be like three times a year that I would. I'd make sure to get a volleyball more around you. Often. <laughs> that's okay. That's fair. I mean, it's only one second though. You just have to yell Wilson when you see it and then you could be done. Right. I feel like it wouldn't be that bad. I don't know. I I I, hmm. I don't know. I the the five minutes talking like Forrest Forrest Gump, like uh, it totally could destroy things if that makes sense. I mean, the yelling Wilson. That's you yeah. Know, you don't know when you're gonna yell at Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, that would be tough if we're surrounded by footballs like, more often. Like uh, rolling a football or a volleyball past you as the like a funeral is oh, happening geez. or you're in an office yeah and you just you you're meeting yeah and you just all of a sudden yell wilson okay well hypothetically here if uh if the ball was changed to a different ball would that influence your decision at all uh hmm. let's say volleyball uh i like to play volleyball so yeah you play more than i I don't know if I would want to be on the court yelling Wilson <laughs> all the time. I mean, it'd be you'd be kind of a jerk, uh, a tool on the, on the court. And like I don't hear people talking about chocolate that much. Well, you don't come over long. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I bring most of the chocolate into my area for my my office. Yeah, and so then I would just stop bringing in chocolate. Hmm. See, I love chocolate a lot, so. I feel like it comes up 
every other day. A lot. A lot. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I would be a little bit concerned with that, but, I, but I, the football, if we keep it a football, even if we change it to volleyball, I, I think I'm, I'm kind of siding with you on, on the, just talking like Forrest Gump. I'd have to perfect it. Yeah. Give, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd probably spend time talking in the mirror at home, trying uh, to make watching, sure that it, watching the movie over yeah. and over again. It and, will get annoying for people. Like. You know, it'll be funny for a while, but then, you know, if you say chocolate too much, you just, like, get into this whole – it's almost like a comedy bit, right? Like, you're you're searching for attention, even though you're not. It's just your life now. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they'll think you're you're trying for attention. Yeah, but the same with Wilson. Yes, but it's, like, one quick moment. It may yeah, be but not it's even, even worse. Uh, yeah. Like, it's if debatable. you're yelling Wilson in, in an office building and – Everybody's gonna look at you. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to hire someone that was maybe named Wilson, and then it was a little less awkward. <laughs> they could just yell like wow. Wilson. Wow, that's where we've come to in our delusional thinking. We're <laughs> gonna hire someone whose name is Wilson, so that you are always calling to them <laughs> instead yes. of randomly saying the yeah. word Wilson. Yeah, I think that's fair. Why not? Sure. So, what are you actually picking? I'm picking. The uh, talk like Forrest Gump. Okay, I'm, going, I'm I'm agreeing with you here. All right. Well, um, since I'm going to say chocolate right now, you're going to have to do that. Uh, well, you also said chocolate, so you have to do it too because you just heard the word chocolate. Well, I also said it, <laughs> so now you have to do it, mm-hmm. and I'm not ending with it. So take that. What do you mean? Well, I'm not going to actually like end with Forrest Gump. I'm not that practiced. But life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. <laughs> Um, well, thank you. No, that's not, it's even terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you though for listening guys. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed our, our Tom Hanks special. Uh, subscribe to us as, as you know, we wait for our next episode here. Um, subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, wherever you're getting your podcasts and don't forget to follow us. We know you're out there. Just send us a like, send us a follow. We'll, uh, we appreciate it. And uh, but but do it. All. We are on Twitter at Quest for One Hundred, at Facebook at Quest for One Hundred Podcast, and on Instagram at Quest for One Hundred Podcast. All right, thanks for joining us on this Tom Hanks adventure. Until next time on the Quest for One Hundred. <laughs>